Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of your intersectionality, and creating change. Today, I am joined once again by my good friend and founder of the Esteem Awards, Philip Esteem. The 2019 Esteem Awards will take place on Sunday, July 7th. It's the 12th year individuals and organizations from Chicago and across the country will be recognized for their accomplishments. Philip is the founder and organizer of an annual awards ceremony. He started working in the community with Black Pride in Chicago back in 2005. While networking and being introduced to people that were doing good things in the community, he realized that many of these individuals and organizations were never really recognized as they should have been. Philip founded the Esteem Awards to give recognition to outstanding LGBTQ organizations and individuals, not only in Chicago, but nationally each year. Besides the Esteem Awards, he also manages prideindex.com, an online entertainment guide to events, bars, and parties for the African-American and LGBTQ community. Prideindex.com features profiles of activists, authors, club promoters, filmmakers, performance artists, conferences, support groups, and health and wellness resources. In past years, the awards ceremony was held at the Sidetrack Lounge, but this year the awards will take place at the Lighthouse Church of Chicago. The Lighthouse Church of Chicago is an inclusive, predominantly African-American LGBTQ church. This year's Esteem Awards honorees will receive their awards at the fifth annual Black Gay Pride Worship Service Brunch held at the church during Chicago Black Pride weekend, July 4th through 8th. Philip, welcome back to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? I am doing fine. I am doing wonderful and great. I have you on the phone with me, and I'm doing better. I'm not stressed anymore. <laughs> well, I don't want you to stress, you know. I mean, we are here to talk about one of my favorite events, and it's going to be the 12th year for the Esteem Awards. What? what? I know. What? 12 years. Oh. 12 years. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, like, pinch yourself and go, like, wow, you know, am I doing this again? And then, of course, you do it, yeah. Okay. So I know that, you know, part of your reason for it is that you, while you're networking and, and, and being introduced to people, that you recognize that, you know, people weren't getting acknowledged for the work that they do. And that's what made you start the Esteem Awards. Are you still finding it's the that same situation that there are a lot of great people out there who are doing things that no one ever hears about? Yes, I find that every year, and it's it's sort of like a, a, a bittersweet thing that there are so many people out there that, to recognize, and each year when we put the list out, we hear from people that say, well, what about so-and-so? Well, what about so-and-so? And I welcome and encourage people to continue to do that. Um, it, it's not easy uh, to 
one, narrow down a list to six or seven, and then choose from just that one person to be the actual mm-hmm. winner. So there are so many people out there to, that are doing wonderful things, and I encourage people to continue to do those things, continue to be a advocate, an activist, a force for the black LGBTQ communities and our allies. You know, in the past few weeks, I've talked to a lot of people who are recognizing, you know, the changes in our community, that people are coming and going. And I, and I sort of saying, you know, we need to capture these stories and celebrate these lives now. And in many ways, mm-hmm. that's part of what the Esteem Awards are. It's helped, like, building our histories of people who are doing things in the community. Right. It's meant to be an encyclopedia or a Wikipedia of the who's who and what what, what's what. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, you know, you talk about people, but you also look at organizations. What? Yes. You know, and, you know, you've got organizations from, from all types who are doing all kinds of things. But what do you look for in an organization? when, you know, you start to hear about somebody or someone says, hey, you know, so-and-so's doing great work, their group. I mean, do they have to be, like, organized and have that 501c3 and a big building and all that? Of course not. It is We simply look for organizations that uh, have been around for a year or more, although sometimes I tend to say eight, months, but I usually say for a particular time period, a 501c3 is not needed. We're simply looking for inclusion uh, of our community. If you are an LGBTQ organization, uh, is your scope and mission and services you offer also to people of color? Just as if you were an organization for people of color. Do you include people like me? Will I be welcome? Uh, Will I be able to apply for services? Am I part of your audience or your mission statement? So it it has to be an organization that is doing both or is an ally to the community as well. 501c3 is not necessary. We're simply looking for services, mission, and accomplishments, mm-hmm. and preferably maybe a year or more of services. Now, each year the Esteem Awards happen during Chicago Black Pride. Why is it important mm-hmm. to be connected with that? The, the part of our history and my history uh, was actually working with uh, the uh, Chicago Black Pride Organization doing their awards. And when I was actually on that committee, I made it a point to say to the rest of the, uh, uh, the board that you must look at organizations that are doing things not only uh, for the gay community or you don't exclude just the white, uh, you don't exclude uh, the Caucasian or the community on the north side. So you're looking at north as well as south. I thought that that uh, the awards would be a very good thing for 
uh, black pride to reach out beyond its borders of the south and west sides. So, um, yeah, it's part of the history. It's part of something that I wanted to make sure that we did and continue to do, to be uh, visible during that time of year, during Pride. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, but that's what, I mean, often, because I know I've run into people from from Michigan and from other places who have come to Chicago for Pride. And then it's like, yes. and then if they're getting acknowledged or an organization is getting acknowledged, it's just kind of a nice thing because, you know, they're there. And then it's like, oh, hey, we're doing it. And, you know, and it's nice because often people think of pride in general and black pride as just being like, hey, you know, hang out, have a good time, party, you know, picnic, you know, see people. But here at the Esteem Awards, you sort of like take it up to another level because you're talking about people and the work that they do that goes on beyond pride. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is integral. That is extremely important to me uh, to do that uh, with the Esteem Awards and make sure that people understand uh, that as well. A couple of years ago, we actually recognized two organizations that were not pride affiliated. One was a Spark organization, which does uh, youth empowerment and um, um, classes. I want to say they're an educational group as well. So mm-hmm. they were surprised that a group in Chicago and there in California is recognizing them for their work. And I explained to the director at the time that that was the whole point of the awards. It's not just about pride as in gay pride. It's about black pride. It's also about uh, pride as an American, pride in your community, and and so on and so forth. Now, I know you do an awful lot. Uh, You know, I mean, there's always a great um, door prizes, you know, you make sure the venue looks perfect and you do it. But along the way, how do you, do you have a committee that works with you? And I know that you have some people who I see there every year who are assisting you. How did that crew come together? Uh, it's, oh, I beg, borrow, and steal. I cry. I say, oh, please come help. Please, please, please. You know, I'm going to eat a chicken with my head cut off. Um, it isn't a formal committee, if you will. I'm almost a committee of one being a person at, at the top. But, of course, it takes a village. You have to have people who believe in what you're doing, who may come out one year and say, oh, this was nice. I didn't expect that. You know what? Uh, you know, if you need help with anything, give me a call. And, of course, I give those people a call. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's it's a labor of love and it's it's almost accidental too. We've had uh-huh. some past honorees come out and say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to help you um, with this and that, and I don't mind if I'm doing whatever." So it's a now, uh, labor of love. <laughs> and you also have 
you know, like I talked about the door prizes, but you have sponsors. And, you know, do people get it when you go to them and you sort of say, we're doing this, and is it, is it a hard arm twist, or do people recognize the good work that you're doing, do these, you know, these businesses and stuff who come through? It, I have been very fortunate to now have a history of um, doing some good things, and then organizations won't mind helping. So we have sponsors like the Chicago Black Gay Men's Caucus, and this year we're working with the Lighthouse um, Church uh, of Chicago and working with groups like Affinity and, and, and Anna and the folks at E3 Radio and Smart and Strong Publishing, uh, Paz and Real uh, Health Magazine. So uh, it's not a lot of arm twisting, but, you know, you sometimes have to coax people along the way to, you know what, I'm not asking for $10 million, but maybe you can do this <laughs> or you can do that, you know. Uh-huh. Right, you know. We all wish we had Oprah's bank account or had uh, Mark Zuckerberg as a baby daddy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's very important uh, to me to establish having a, a good track record and having a um, having a track record and uh, being a positive force, and then sponsors will come. Um, so that's that's what it is. It's just about doing some good things, and if you build it, they will come. Maybe not one hundred of them, but if it's ten, it's ten. Mhm. Well, you know, it will, it will be the right people who do the right thing, and then that builds on there. Now, you know, for I know you're going. To, we're going to talk about uh, this year's in a minute, but for 11 years, the Sidetrack Lounge um, in Chicago, in what many people call Boys Town, hosted um, the Esteem Awards. How did that partnership come about? And I know, and they were always like, you know, we've been on the roof, we've been on one side, we've been on the other side. And, you know, I've talked to people and I said, oh, well, it's going to be at the sidetrack lounge. And they were like, really? How did that happen? How did you develop that relationship with them that lasted 11 years? Uh, and that relationship is also going to continue, although we won't be at sidetrack this year. Um, but that started again with a relationship with a rapport that I was able to build with Sidetrack through working with Chicago Black uh, Gay Pride uh, years ago with the late Chuck uh, Hyde, who was the manager over at Sidetrack, who was just phenomenal. And Brad and that staff continues to uh, be phenomenal to us, you know. So, Again, it started with with history. It's important that people build a history when you're doing something. It's a good thing to start off having a having a rapport, doing some good things, uh, and things will follow. And this year, for example, although we won't be at that track, that isn't to say that we won't be there in the future. That isn't to say that that venue won't be available to us if we're going to do uh, a poetry slam or some some of the other things we're talking about getting into. 
Well, that's good. I mean, you know, they say make new friends but keep the old. And I think that um, Sidetrack will forever be a friend of the Esteem Awards in one way or the other. So we're going to yes. take our first break, and then we're going to talk about this year's awards. So we'll be right back. And we're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. If you're just joining me, we're talking about the 2019 Esteem Awards. Now, Phil, we were talking about how they've been at Sidetrack, you know, forever, (laughs) for 11 long years. And, you know, we all love Sidetrack. Like you said, I remember being up on the roof and, you know, the sun beating down on us and, Oh, that was 2010. I would never forget that year. That was that was <laughs> hot. You know, we were all trying to be cute, but it was hot up there on that roof. And being downstairs, and you know, it's a it was a great venue. You know, they were welcoming to us. You know, we we showed up. You always provided the food, and they let a lot of places won't let you bring in food, but you did. And you know, we were there. We were welcome. It was a good place. So then. You know, of course, this year, as I'm putting on my calendar, you know, 2019 sidetrack, and you tell me, well, you know, something great has happened. We've had an opportunity to partner with someone, and the Esteem Awards is going to be in a different location. You're partnering with the Lighthouse Church of Chicago. How did that partnership happen? And can you tell us a little bit about the Lighthouse Church? Lighthouse Church, under the leadership of the pastor, Jamie Frazier, who, by the way, was an Esteem Award honoree a couple of years ago back in, uh, he's going to beat me up if I say the wrong year, so I'm going to say it was either 2014 or 15. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pastor Jamie Frazier came out to the event. We recognized him as being one of the future leaders, and lo and behold, we're actually doing an event together this year. Uh, the Lighthouse Church each year during uh, Chicago's Black Gay Pride holds a uh, worship service. The church is an African-American uh, non-denominational uh, church uh, that uh, has been just been doing some phenomenal things. In fact, uh, they're going to expand to a second location coming up in August. Um, but I can't give all those details away. I don't want Jamie uh-huh. to kill me. I'll let him do that <laughs> on July 7th uh-huh. at the worship service. Uh, so uh, this year was kind of funny. Uh, it, it was sort of like this is a Jesus moment. And I said it was a Jesus thing or the heavens and things just fell into place. I did not reach out to sidetrack on time. And in the past, I usually would. You know, just take for, for for granted that, you know, I'm going to call them on June 1st, and it will tell me that facility will be available, and I will be damned. The facility isn't available that weekend, but we're available the next weekend, weekend after that, weekend after that, weekend after that. So here I am thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Okay, look, Philip, don't panic. What are you going to do? You know what? We're not going to have a ceremony. I'm not going to even worry about it. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to figure out how 
I'm going to tell people we aren't going to have a ceremony, but we're still going to give the awards away. And I, I, I don't know where this voice came from that told me, call Jamie. Call Jamie Frazier. And that's exactly how it happened. I called him, and he said, yeah, sure. Yeah, we can do this together. He said, as a matter of fact, we have so many organizations and people out there who are doing things on their own. When we need to get together and collab, mm-hmm. you should never have been doing that thing by yourself in the first place. Come on over. We'll make room for you. Wow. Just that easy. One phone call. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had my salesman hat on. Okay, so, Pastor, what I'm going to have you do is just think about it. And and you don't have to give me an answer right now. You know, we can figure out something. No, he said five seconds, yes, we wow. can make this work, and this is how we're going to do it. So that's how that happened, just from what was perceived to be an opportunity closed to another door, another opportunity opening. And that's the thing about opportunity. When you think doors are closed, another door opens. And sometimes it may not be right away the way you want it in that same vein or doing things exactly the way you did them in the past, but another opportunity opens, and it's a win-win situation for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm also thinking to myself, okay, now, what is she going to charge me? And I, no, don't worry about it. We got you. Mm. And, it, oh, I was just speechless, and I'm still speechless, and keeping mm-hmm. from crying at times. It's like, oh, my God, it just happens just that easily. So I look forward to uh, continuing to have a relationship with the Lighthouse Church. We're going to see how things are going to work out this year with having the awards happen right after the worship service, and um, we'll take things from there. Now, you you did two things. Not only did you change the location, but it was always on Saturday, and now it's going to be on a Sunday. Yes, did what yes. did you have to did you have to think on that? Did you think on that for a moment or was it like, Hey, it'll work. You know, it'll just work. Uh right. I just thought that it would work. I thought the hardest part would be uh figuring out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And everything else is just simply details. The minutia. You know, we're going to wear green, we're going to all stand up, we're all going to do this. That's not important. The most important thing was we need to actually have a ceremony and have a venue during that weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, As a matter of fact, I will give just a little bit of a couple of second history on the Esteem Awards and, again, with Black Pride. The event, the awards event, wasn't even held during the weekend. This event started off on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. then went to a Thursday. <laughs> and later on, 
it became a Saturday lead-in to the workshops uh, at the host hotel. So evolution was always there. And I would say to people out there, your listeners, that when you're in a situation similar to this, you continue to think, you know what, when just when you thought doors were shut, the opportunity wasn't there, another opportunity comes along. And don't get caught up in the minutia. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the fact that you called him, and like you, like you said, you had your salesman, had you were ready to do it, you know, and it was like, yes. Uh, I mean, I think that often we forget, you know, we, we'll get caught up in this, that, and the other. And like you said, one moment of you was like, well, we'll give out the awards, you just won't have a ceremony. But that also that reaching out to people to give them that opportunity to say yes and to be a part right. of it. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I know, and you carried this for 11 years, you, and, you know, and I know that you have people who, who come Langston show Langston's there every year. There's different your your husband helps. I mean, there are people who are there every year, but for the most part, you have carried this, and I'm sure that that was that weighed heavy on you to to say, well, I just won't do the awards this year. I just I'll give out the awards, but we just won't do a, a ceremony. I bet that was weighing heavy on your mind when you yes. pick up that phone. Yes. And as a matter of fact, uh, he doesn't know that I actually delayed making the call <laughs> until I was actually at work in the hallway on a break. I said, I'm going to make the call because what's going to happen is I'm likely going to leave him a message. Or if I don't leave a message, I'm going to have to, I'm going to make my sales pitch and say, think about it. Mm-hmm. So it would be much easier for me to do that at work. And lean on the excuse of, oh, I'm at work and this is during lunchtime. And I just wanted to give you a call right quick and ask you. So if you put all of that precious in there, you know what? Maybe he won't say no or he'll think about it for a minute or, or, or whatever. And it was just great that that wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary. Now, did you have any but, concerns going from mm-hmm. a lounge? To a church? Uh, I guess the only sort of concern I had was for, and I think this is probably something we're going to talk about a little bit later, was uh, actually having Samson come to perform. Because mm-hmm. I thought about, okay, if Samson is going to perform, well, he isn't a, a, a dirty mouth or just expletive-filled comic, but I sort of like thought about, okay, this is going to have to be totally uh-huh. Walt Disney and less Richard Pryor. Well, <laughs> less <laughs> Samoa, so he's going to have to tell these anecdotal kind of things. And is my audience going to be okay with that? Is this going to be okay? Is that going to be okay? And I thought to myself, well, no, again, it's a minutia. Why are you getting caught up in that when, when we had the venue at Sidetrack it wasn't like we're in there had pole strippers or whatever else, so it had to be at a nightclub. So the, the concern wasn't really there 
you know, there was maybe some minor concerns, but, you know, it was more so for my Samson. But I know Samson is talented. He'll make us laugh anyway, no matter where we are. Oh, oh yeah, you know. Oh, he's a professional. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 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 and he will definitely make us laugh. Now, it's the brunch. Now, at the Esteem Awards, you would always have food. Is the brunch a part of the Esteem Award, or is that a continuation of what the Lighthouse Worship Service has? It is actually both, because Lighthouse Service, uh, Light, Lighthouse Church would do a brunch uh, after their service. Uh-huh. So it sort of just fit right in. It's like, sure, okay, we can just plop that in, and it won't matter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And for those um, the way the uh, event is going to happen this year is uh, the worship service is going to actually start at 11, uh, and the uh, awards and brunch will start at 1 to 3 o'clock. And we're actually going to have DJ Superman there spinning as well to give people a chance to dance and as well as uh, have a moment or two with the honorees. So it's going to be the format. It's slightly different in that when we're at Sidetrack, of course, we had the brunch and awards were being handed out in between performances. Uh We're simply going to have one performance that's after we hand out the awards, and that will be after the uh, worship service. Uh So are you you expecting people from this morning service to maybe – Hangover for the Esteem Awards. Are we going to meet some new people who, you know, the regular people for the Esteem Awards will come, but do you think we're going to meet some new people who are attending Lighthouse Church for that worship service? Yes. Uh, Yes. Um, Usually, um, I believe they had a good, well, I can't really say, but, yeah, we will meet some of the, uh, um, what I want to call them, the congregation of the church, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, and where is the church located? Oh, the church is, Lighthouse Church uh, takes place at the United Church of Christ, which is actually on the city's north side in uh, 2335 North Orchard, which is in the Lincoln Park area. Now, I know folks would be afraid, oh, Lincoln Park, there's no place to park. Yes, there is ample free parking. This is almost not heard of in Lincoln Park. Uh, So, yeah, at UCC Church, uh, 3553 North Orchard in Lincoln Park, plenty of parking. So don't be intimidated by Lincoln Park. There's no place to to, to, to park, so why should I attend the event? No, there will be plenty of parking. Well, you know, actually, I thought just the opposite <laughs> because at side track, you know, and don't let there be a baseball game going on, I was always like, yes. you know, I lucked out, I would luck out and find a place and get to pump the, pump the you know, make, put your coins in or use your card. And when you said it was going to be in a church, the first thing I thought of was, oh, parking itself. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And that gets back to that history, too, with being the sidetrack and moving the times around. 
uh, at one point we started just before noon at 11, and then we decided, oh, my God, you know, every year I would get up and I I, I call Lakeshore Drive the devil on Saturdays during the summer <laughs> because, of, oh, my where is this traffic coming? This is the devil because you know I'm trying to get to this damn spot. Uh-huh. <laughs> And again, don't let there be a Cubs game going on. So we ended up moving the time back to the two o'clock time slot. Uh, that's when we were at sidetracked. But this would be a non-issue because we'll have a place to park. And there, there, well, you know, maybe still some traffic concerns, but not really because this is Sunday. So yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, because I know last year it was like it was like we were like caught like in the in the twilight zone because. It, about the time we were leaving the Esteem Awards, there was a game ready now, and they were, like, making you go someplace else. And we had left early to make sure that we had a good spot, you know. But then leaving, it was like, okay, we're stuck. But like I said, the first thing that came into my mind when you told me it was going to be at church, it was like, oh, parking. <laughs> yeah. I want to fire up my Park Chicago app or hope that I, get, hope that I don't get a ticket, you know. So, I mean, I thought that that was really good. And, you know, the seating arrangements, it's going to be different. I mean, because we're used to being in a lounge, like you said, at, I guess, in pews. (laughs) Um, What time should people plan on arriving? You know, at one, should they plan on getting there a little bit earlier for to maybe mingle with people before they get in or get there? I mean, so, and with the parking, so what time do you think will the doors be open? Will the doors be open continuously from the service on through the Esteem Awards? Or should yes. they, will there be a, okay. But I do encourage uh, people to come out. I encourage all of uh, your listeners to come out and attend this, uh, the uh, worship service. I hear it's a service like no other. Uh, Pastor Jamie is a very dynamic speaker, and I encourage everyone to come uh, get in by 11. The doors will be open continuously, but just for flowing reasons, um, Uh why not come and just hang out and have church? And remember, this is a non-denominational, gay-inclusive LGBT predominantly African-American church. So you shouldn't feel uh, slighted or, you know, I can't come in with my partner or, you know, I'm this or I'm that. No, come as you are. The doors are open. Mm-hmm. And will you be doing the door prizes again? Because, you know, i gotta, I got to win the door prize. Yes, yes, I have to. And that was uh, one of my first questions, again, getting caught up in the new show. Okay, we're going to have this. Well, we won't be able to do that or won't do that. And again, Pastor Jamie said, well, yeah, not a problem. Please do one. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going to be a new location, but, you know, it's going to be the same spirit, it's going to be the same recognition of our community. And it's also, I know what I really like, like you said, was like this is someone who had been acknowledged 
with an esteem award. And when the time came, they said, okay, and that's how many of the recipients are. You know, I have gone back and interviewed many a person who has been a recipient of a STEAM award. And when I say, well, you know, I met you at the STEAM awards, and they were like, well, yes, of course. And many of them I stay in touch with. It's like Mm -hmm. a community that you have developed. It's like every year we have this reunion. We come together and maybe we we meet a new family member, but then we go out stronger and we're, we're friends. You know, we stay in touch with people. I mean, I can't tell you. I look at my sources. Uh, each year for it. The Esteem Awards are always one of the places that I look at as sources of new people. And often it will be someone who had won an award, but sometimes it's somebody who was just there and I had the opportunity to talk to. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take our second break, and then we're going to get back to our Esteem family and who are our new members for 2019. So we will be right back. And we're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. We've given you a little bit of the history of the Esteem Awards. We've told you about our new home for 2019, But I know, Phil, the thing that everyone waits to see is who are going to be this year's honorees. Now, you recognize people from Chicago and nationally. Um, Which is easier, the national ones or trying to figure out who right there in your own backyard you're going to say yes to this one but no to that one and to whittle that down for the Chicago people, which is easier? The national honorees tend to be a little bit easier in terms of volume. When we say national, I'm speaking of outside of Chicago. So, yeah, outside Mm -hmm. of Chicago, it's the world in the United States. Mm -hmm. In Chicago, there is... uh, or theoretically, there's supposed to be a limited number of people. But as I speak to other people, and they tell me about people that I'm not aware of, that makes it uh, somewhat difficult as well. So I guess (laughs) it could be (laughs) uh, on both sides. Of course, national outside of the city would be much easier because of the breadth and depth of people and organizations you can look at. But it's always a pleasure. As a matter of fact, I had a conversation with a a lady via email who asked how we came up with the honorees. And, you know, I'm going to send you a list. I sent her a couple of the program books from past years, sent her lists of everybody and, she said, well, yeah, but, you know, you're still missing the so-and-so, so-and-so. Really? Yeah, I'm putting together a list. And I said, thank you. Please do. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, I'll tell you, the Outstanding Service National Mail um, Awardee is Stephen yes. Forward. 
And I interviewed him, and you know what? The first time that I met him in person was at the Esteem Awards. And then he was there receiving for the Schomburg Library. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we kind of sort of stayed in touch, but not really. But it was something like, you know, to like that's where I met him. And I was like, oh, I was interested in the Schomburg Museum, but then I sort of watched how his career evolved. I mean, and that was just like, how cool was that, that to go from having met him, then interview him, and then here he is, one of the awardees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so, intentional. That is actually uh, intentional. Mm-hmm. How so? Um, I like to look at people mm-hmm. and follow them through the years. There was another honoree we had, Ms. Clay Kane, who actually won two awards, not for the same category, for two different categories. Mm-hmm. But I remember years ago interviewing him. Uh, he had a play. I can't even say his play right now. He's going to kill me when he hears this. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, watching how his career evolved. And Clay is an outstanding writer. He's written for, for, for everybody. And he and I was having a conversation one time about, you know, we met years ago. We didn't meet, but we talked years ago when I was doing so-and-so. And now I'm doing this uh, podcast. But now I'm doing this. So you see the progression. Maybe it's a byproduct. I say it's intentional, but it's a byproduct of just watching people evolve over the years. And, you know, I think that the other thing that we talked about is how the Esteem Awards captures and tells someone about it, and that's what I hear more and more people are talking about, like I said, about capturing our history. And one of the things that Stephen does, he's an archivist, and the Esteem Awards are part of our, our, our community's history that you archive and that you keep up with it. So, it, like, you're following it, you know, you follow people, and then you share that with people so that other people will go. And from the Schomburg and what they're doing, you know, that you recognize that organization to where here we're doing this for our community. And it's just like in some ways you recognize that spark of what that, that library was doing and now you're continuing it in your work. So who are some of the the other national awardees? We have uh, Alexis uh, Pauline uh, Gumps, who is another okay. just outstanding person I had the pleasure of interviewing years ago. She and her uh, uh, girlfriend or wife, uh, I don't want to call her the wrong name, but she and her uh Wife were doing a project called the Homecoming uh, Project, uh-huh. where they uh-huh. were interviewing pe- uh, people around the country. She is being honored this year, and of course we have Samson. Um, uh, Samson. Okay, why am I trying to blank? Samson is going to hurt me too. So you're getting me in trouble, Michelle. I'm forgetting <laughs> details, and people are going to hear this. How can you forget my name? Samson McCormick is being honored for his outstanding comedy. 
he is probably one of the hardest working comics there is in the business. And he is being honored and will actually be here to uh, perform this year. So we only have a couple of national honorees. The number is quite lower than what it has been in the past. But we do have some good people. Now, you know, you have started uh, a category, which I think is really great, that you do, you know, from Chicago, from nationally. You honor millennials. And, you know, I think that yes, too often millennials get a bad rap. If you sit down and talk to them, people who sit down and talk to them, they are just, like, uh, amazing. But often people just, like, want to say, oh, those millennials, and do that. What made you feel it was important to recognize millennials. The millennial category, as a matter of fact, oh, and I just remember the other national person was Perry Shelton, uh-huh. who was actually being uh, honored for outstanding millennial national. But the millennial category evolved from the youth award. In the youth award, uh, we were looking at the 15-year-olds up to 30. And we're sort of getting killed and having that stringent box, that age bracket. I would talk to so many good people. I would have people who would nominate folks who were 32 or 31 or 34. And and one day it was just a eureka moment where I kind of like thought about it, 32, 34, all of these people are millennials. You're telling yourself I'm cutting that age off at 30. We can just uh, call that category future leader millennial. Because these are the people, these are the future. Uh, these folks are our future. We have some outstanding people we have looked at in the past who are doing some things. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. At the age of 32, at the age of 28? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So that's it, it, it. Sort of evolved out of necessity to include millennials. Where in the past we just simply said, mm-hmm. and you know, and they're doing great things. And as you often know, tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. And you know, why should we have to wait till someone you know has been around a really, really long time? to recognize the work that they right. doing, you know. Right. Because mm-hmm. I know that. And that um, is, I was yeah, just I about know. to say that that was part of the reason why our honorees are never post-honorous. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that you recognize people while they are here. It's not going to mean a damn thing to me for you to say, I love you, to my cadaver, my remains, my, you know, when I'm at a funeral where I don't Mm -hmm. know that's how you feel. Uh It's important to honor people today. And, you know, and when you look at what some of these millennials are are doing, um, a friend of of Pierre Shelton's is here. He's also a millennial. And he is the president of the Detroit Regional LGBT Chamber of Commerce. 
And, you know, there's some people who look at him and go like, oh, he's saying, this young guy's doing dynamic things. And when, when people of that, that millennial group, you know, if you want to say that millennials aren't doing anything, lift up the ones who are and the rest will follow. Or maybe yes. they'll be ready to open their mouths and talk about the things they're doing. They're doing it differently. But, you know, it's a different world. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with us working intergenerationally. And to hear, we need the voices of our millennials, and we need them to know that not only do we trust them, but we recognize that one day they're going to be the leaders, and we're going to be depending on them. So, you know, lift them up. I thought that when you started to do that, and you really have a lot of places now are following, following suit. But I was like, when you first told me, you know, and I'm going to honor these millennials, I thought, how great is that? Because you see them, you hear them, they're doing great things. And I think that, you know, our community, particularly the black LGBTQ community, we still have a higher death rate. We still see what's happening in our community just by being black. We need to lift people up and show, and show our best and brightest. Right. You, another thing that you've always done you have an outstanding service person representing the transgender community. She's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Shannon Lynn Parker. Over the years, you've, you've lifted up transgender community. And I, especially now as, you know, we have so many depths. I've seen many transgender activists say, you know, that they needed their black, LGBT, LGB community to lift them up. And you've been doing that. How important is it to you to, to be that inclusive, to show all these faces? We have to. It is a necessity. I recall, okay, again, reaching back to the past with uh, Chicago Black uh, Pride, uh, there was a meeting when we were, having, we were having a meeting and discussing the awards. And someone made a, a a nasty comment. Well, you know, so why are we going to recognize the transgender? Why not? That was my question. Why not? You need to. Well, no, they're only the showgirls that perform and this and that. I said that's not true. Mm-hmm. You have people like Logan Grimes uh, that was doing the Be All conference. You had folks uh, doing the uh, – what was the other conference? Gender Odyssey and Southern Comfort. And just even even beyond those conferences, you had folks like uh, Monica Roberts, mm-hmm. outstanding, wonderful person, doing gave, phenomenal things. Tyler Broadus, who was who was the first transgender man who testified in front of Congress, it was yes. an award. You know, I mean. And if you go, I mean, especially as they talk about the 50 years of Stonewall, the ones who started that, which they say was the beginning of this, were transgender people of color. I mean, so, and we're going to to, to not recognize them? Right. No. Uh-huh. It's just a matter of opening your eyes. It's always uh-huh. easy to make a comment when you don't know. Mm-hmm. When people, I've heard folks say, "Oh, ignorance is bliss." No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. 
It is not bliss to be ignorant or to be in the dark when all it takes is for you to open your eyes and open your heart and go investigate. Uh, it is, it's just, uh, there's so many things that I think that, like I said, the esteem awards give it. I mean, we're, they're recognizing our community in its totality with all its beautiful diversity and it's always including everyone. Um, you know, and it's, it's just last year, who was it? Um, hmm, Sheridan, Vanessa Sheridan from the Center on Halstead. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So another great organization, great Chicago organization, outstanding service female, Imani Rupert Gordon, the executive director. You know, that to me is just like it, it's almost as easy. You know, I'm affinity had uh, Kim Hunt, who was in as a Steam Award, and when she stepped mm-hmm. down, what a gem they found and Imani Rupert Gordon. That, mm-hmm. was, that wasn't hard, a hard pick, was it? No, not at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's see, who else do we have here? I'm looking at the list. I mean, now you are, you do t- you're doing two special recognition awards. One we already talked about was for Samson McCormick, who is, I mean, I mean, if you haven't seen Samson, he is hilarious. I mean, he's he's an, a hardworking comic. He's also very real in talking about his personal life, and he's a, he's got a movie. So, but the other one is um, the Gene Cisco Film Center. Why? Oh my God! Why them? Yeah, Gene Cisco Film Center. Uh, actually produces uh, a film festival called the Black Harvest Film Festival, which is one of the premier African-American film festivals in the Midwest and throughout the United States. They have been an outstanding supporter of the awards. They have just done some outstanding work to include African-Americans and uh, the LGBT community uh, in its mission, in the films they have selected, and just about everything. Outstanding organization. And that was a no-brainer. And as a matter of fact, just every year it's so funny that uh, when we announce who the winners are, who the finalists will be for the awards, I'll hear uh, some good statements, and of course, I'll get statements like, "Oh, it's about time." Those folks have been doing this and that and the other, and and yeah, I can say that uh, for Black Harvest, yeah, that's that's true. But again, don't kill me. We're gonna get to people. It's so many uh-huh. people out there to recognize that it won't be overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. And if I, uh, if we gave everybody an award, how many awards will we give away? Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, really. But, you know, do you, do you often, like you said, you hear about them, but sometimes you want to say to people, well, 
you know, we can't give them an award this year, but go out and talk about them so that more people know about them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Talking about the Black Harvest Film Festival uh, just a little bit, that film festival takes place during the month of August. And I remember a couple of years ago actually making a call to the organization and Karen was so funny, Karen Durham, she's a PR person over there. Um, I went to the office. I think I went to pick up something from her, a flyer or something. And she and I just were talking in the middle of the floor for like an hour. I had only, and since we could be in there for only a couple of minutes, but she was talking about some of the films and some of the things they're doing. I was like, yeah, oh, that's nice. Oh, oh, oh. I'm looking at all of these wonderful posters. And, oh, I wish I could get one of those to put them on the wall at home or just give away at the awards. And she, she kind of laughed at me. But it was just so funny um, and, and just so it was great just having that conversation with her as she was talking about some of the things they were doing and some of the, uh, talking about some of the other film festivals and things they do year-round uh, mm-hmm. with Chicago Public Library and films in the schools and whatnot. So, and with Friday, on prideindex.com, I've had the opportunity to reach out and speak and interview many of those filmmakers who were presenting films. In that festival, I had a conversation with Stephen Capel years ago, and now he, he's the great Stephen Capel. And just, mm-hmm. but oh, I can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's quite a list. I mean, every year it's a great list. It's always people who I want to talk to, and I'll tell you, the conversations go on and on over over a period of years. Um, one other group, and people, I'll, I'll, we'll get back to telling people where they can go and read it for themselves, but we were just talking about not only the trans community, but also an organiza- organization and Brave Space Alliance. I mean, they're reading Outstanding Social Services, CBO, and it's the first black-led, trans-led LGBTQ center on Chicago's South side. That is huge. You know, that is huge. How did you come to hear about them? They have uh, actually uh, been on the radar for a while. I tend to look for organizations sometimes just to see what they're doing, where they are, just so that we aren't missing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that organization has just been around, and they're doing phenomenal things. And a friend of mine actually mentioned to me, she said, you know what, are you uh, putting folks in a box? What do you mean putting folks in a box? Well, does a transgender organization, can they only be recognized in the transgender category? I said, No. Mm-hmm. They can be recognized in several categories. They can be recognized. Uh-huh. The individuals who are in, who work for those organizations are artists and activists and whatnot. And this year, I didn't think about it until afterwards, and I reached out to that 
So that friend, I almost said her name. I'm not going to say it. Okay, see, you're going to get people killing me. Um, <laughs> I, I reached out, and I said, I said, did you look at this year's list? Again, no, I didn't look at the list. Well, remember that question you said to me about uh, that statement you made about, oh, only transgender agencies will be recognized in the transgender category? Yeah, um, that's not happening this year. So that goes to say that people we don't put people in a box to mm-hmm. say you're only this. When you're everything, you're the rainbow. We're not going to just recognize you as the color red. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're blue, sometimes you're green. And, you know, I think that that's partly why we have such an affinity because you and I both tend to look at people that way and, and seeing them for what they're doing and to be able to talk about and acknowledge them for being part of that whole fabric of the community. You know, they aren't, like you said, they aren't just one thing. You know, if you have a beautiful quilt and you pull out just you know, one color thread. You don't want it to be one color. You want it to be everything, and that's what makes it strong. Um, yes. You know, 11 years, going into the 12th, you know, first of all, congratulations and thank you. I often tell people that the one of the awards that I value the most that sits at ever so little, Kate, at the very top is my esteem <laughs> award because, you know, it just, it really means that much because it recognized me in my totality, and that's what you do with each of these people. So if people want to get the lowdown on who this year's Esteem Awards honorees are, the entire list, where should they go? There are three places you can go. Mm-hmm. I am working feverishly to <laughs> uh, update theassumeawards.com. We switched carriers, and I'm having to rebuild all 12 years of the website again. Wow. However, I do have two, 2019 and 18 posted right now, theassumeawards.com. Okay. Also, on prideindex.com, we have a story. We have a category, the STEAM Awards. You can take a look at past honorees, past press releases, past stories on some of the honorees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's FridayIndex.com. Mm-hmm. On the Lighthouse.org, we will be putting up that full press release of all of the honorees. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up. So that will be the fourth. But the third is actually on Facebook. And it's Phil Esteem. That's me on Facebook. And I also have an event, the Esteem Awards slash uh, Pride. Um, I want to say this right. Um, the Esteem Awards and the Black Pride Worship Service mm-hmm. as an event. So I have, you can take a look, you can follow the process of what I'm mm-hmm. going through 
to that actual event. I have just about everything when we sign up sponsors and whatnot and I get things in the mail or there's a funny anecdotal story or just like the other day I was cleaning out uh, my closet looking for a poster and I came across nine posters from past events and I actually uh-huh. posted those things up there in profiles. So there's uh-huh. com. Uh, Phil Esteem on Facebook, uh, the Esteem Awards, and Black Pride Worship Service as an event on Facebook. Okay. And soon and to be Lighthouse uh, of Chicago, we're going to have a press uh-huh. release. So there are several places to find uh-huh. that entire list of honors. Okay. Now, as in past years, what's the the has, has the admission fee gone up on the Esteem Awards? This is an absolutely free, 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 <laughs> free, free event. Something that is a rarity or almost unheard of during Black Pride. This is a free event. We've always wanted this to be an event where people could come out and do something else. As a matter of fact, i put together, I'm about to post a second uh, video saying, we would love to see your face in our space. There's plenty Mm. to do during Black Pride. Come and check us out. Something to do that Sunday morning uh, from breakfast to brunch. You want to come out and get your praise on and get your dance on and get your laugh on and get your network on, come out to the awards. This is a free event. So if you're an out-of-towner and you're looking for things to do, this is something to do. If you're from Chicago or the Midwest, you're going to be in the Chicago area. This is something to do. And, again, we always insisted that this be a free event for people just to come out and to enjoy themselves. So we've got a free event that's going to have a great entertainer. You're going to learn about some amazing people doing things in Chicago and nationally. There's going to be food and great parking all on Sunday, July 7th. Um, Phil, well, you know I'm going to be there, you know. <laughs> I mean, what else would I do? That that weekend, but come to Chicago for the Esteem Awards. I mean, yes, please, please do. It would be a pleasure to see you. It would be a pleasure to see your readers, uh, your listeners out there as well. Chicago is a it's a quick ride over. I've known people who've gone for a day, but this is a great opportunity to go. Like I said, and honor and recognize people meet people, network, and, like you said, get your praise on, get your eat on, get your laugh on, you know, all in one one great location. Um, If people, after they hear this, of course, they're going to come up with a list of names of people who they think you should know about. How do they get that information to you for next year? Or the following year, because we're going to keep doing this till we get all these people. So for the next 100 years, how do they get, their, get this information to you? Esteem 
feedback at hotmail.com. You can also visit theesteemawards.com, and my email is there for uh-huh. you to send me whatever. And you can feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, as people do every year, to let me know uh-huh. about others in the community who are doing things. Uh, so, again, Facebook, Phil Esteem, that's me, um, and theesteemawards.com, as well as sending me a sending an email to me directly, esteemfeedback at hotmail.com. Real quickly, I want to make sure that I do thank uh, two organizations and an individual. Uh, uh, Ace, Ace Foundation of Chicago, thank you for being a wonderful sponsor this year this year's events. Chicago Black Men's Gay Caucus, uh, Be Bliss, Anna and, and her group, and, of course, Jamie Frazier and Lighthouse Church. And to all of the wonderful people, your listeners out there, and people who are doing wonderful things, this is about you. This is about recognizing you for the things that you are doing for us. It's not about me. I'm a boring person. I say I'm a boring person. I like to talk about other people and the wonderful things they do. I like to network with people. I like to uh, put people up, push up people who are doing good, great things. That's what the Esteem Awards is all about. Well, Phil, I will see you in a couple weeks. I want to thank you again, um, you know, for being here with me. I have it in my calendar every year about this time of year. Okay, time to talk to Phil about the Esteem Awards. to find out, out, you know, who's going to be, what's it going to be like. Um, And I thank you for recognizing these people who, you know, like I said, give them their flowers while they're here, you know. And I think that that's that's a really great thing that you do. I appreciate you. So um, you're a dear friend. I think you put it one, not not only did you recognize that that we found each other, and as you said, I'm your sister. You are not only a dear friend, but you are my brother. I yes. thank you for all you do. Okay. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you. I look forward to seeing you as well. Oh, okay. Well, you go because I know between now and then you are going to be really, really busy. But try and get a little rest. Take care, my brother. Take all care right. Take care. <laughs> all right. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank today's guest, founder and host of the Esteem Awards, Philip Esteem. This year's 12th annual Esteem Awards ceremony will take place in collaboration with the Lighthouse Church of Chicago's 5th annual Black Gay Pride Worship Service Brunch on Sunday, July 7th local Chicago, as well as national activists and organizations will be honored. The comedian, Samson McCormick, will not only receive an award, but he'll also perform. Lighthouse Church is located at 2335 North Orchard Street in the Lincoln Park area of Chicago. The event is free and ample parking is available. 
Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of a show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of rare intersectionality, and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.